Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you listen to this podcast. Welcome to the Human Results Podcast. Today we have a very special guest on. We have Mr. Sean Philpot from Copia Wealth and Tax. But as always, my co-host, Alistair. Good afternoon, Alistair. How are we? Afternoon, Ben. Fine, thank you. Good stuff. And good afternoon, Sean, a regular on the podcast. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Despite everything, we still keep smiling. How much reading have you had to do this week on the new information that's come out? Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great stuff. Fair amount, like. let's just say. A fair amount, yes. And that'll be out of date by when? Wednesday next week? Well, who knows? Could be Monday. <laughs> and of course, Alistair, it was all introduced to save staff to keep people in positions, wasn't it? To make your life as a HR consultant a little bit easier. Certainly the latest announcements last night have um, probably changed a few employers' minds, maybe, and certainly in, in, in the pub sector, for example. I think a lot of employers have been just waking up to the fact that the new scheme, as was couched in the terms of, you know, with the employers paying what I think was going to work out at something like 55 or so percent for an employee to work 30 percent. There was not going to be many posts, I think, that that scheme was going to really save. It was going to be desperately difficult and expensive for employers. I think some of the slightly better paid, uh, more skilled members of staff, like chefs, for example, it might have saved a few jobs in that, in, in that regard. I'm still trying to get my head round the, uh, the the latest tweak to it, but on the face of it, first blush from from last night, it looks considerably better. There's going to be obviously different variances with um, the different tiers um, operating as well, as regions and cities and towns enter, go from tier one to two to three, the level of financial assistance and the grants being paid out to, um, to you know, the likes of you know, metropolitan areas like Manchester and Merseyside. And there's going to be local variances to what might be available by way of additional grants. The, the latest regulations that have been published with amendments to the job support scheme, uh, on the face of it, that's, uh, that's certainly a big improvement. As I'm interpreting it, employees will now need to work at least 20%, not, not 33 and a third percent of their normal hours, at normal rates of pay, and then two thirds of that of, of their pay paid for hours that they don't work. So the government top up, as I understand it, was going to be about 61% or so now, uh, which is a huge improvement. Employers will have to pay pension contributions and national insurance on it, but it's a Significant improvement from the 50-50 split that we were looking at. I'll have more details of that by, by early next week. Yeah, yeah. And what is the, what's the employer saying at the moment, Alistair? Is it giving them a bit more hope that they can keep the people on? I've not spoken to anybody this morning as yet. Uh, I'm trying to get something out to clients. I got something out yesterday when the announcement was made, and we'll see. But yes, I, I think it's a, it's a, it, on the face of it, it looks a lot better. I think... Uh, employers will look more closely at it. And do you think long-term this is going to benefit? Because obviously the worry at the moment is, is that this is a short-term measure and that people are going to keep people on while they're being supported by the government. But as soon as that support is taken away entirely, what position are they going to be in? Well, Ben, so much is going to depend on what the economy's doing, isn't it? I read this morning that September's retail figures had, had, had surprised people. They were quite buoyant. If you drive through the streets of Shrewsbury, like I did on... Wednesday night when I went to pick my daughter up 
quite a lot of the pubs and restaurants were fairly busy. I'm an optimist. If people are in work, then they're, they're still seem to you know, the housing market's clearly been very buoyant recently with the holiday of, from stamp duty uh, up to half a million quid uh, on property. That's made a huge difference to um, house markets moving. I think the problem there at the moment is speaking to a surveyor yesterday is um, mortgage companies are very slow in dealing with the, with the volume and also very, very cautious on the valuations on properties. You know, asking their uh, surveyors to have a very close look at the deal, at the value of the property that they're lending against. Uh, and, and I'm guessing especially where deposits are comparatively small. The bigger risk is on the is on the, uh, the, the house purchaser if they're putting down at least a 30% or more deposit. You know, the risk is, is, is largely theirs, but um, the government is keen to see 5% mortgages and things coming back into prevalence, which you know, they're out of favour at the moment with lenders. But that's going to be an issue. So I don't know. Ben, you know, I'm an economist. Those clients uh, that are not in hospitality or, or events are reasonably okay, I would say, at the moment. And this, and and, and without doubt, the uh, job retention scheme has played a huge part in that through the through the difficult times. But once they got back, you know, increasingly they're coming back. So you know, the employers are, yes, they've had to make difficult decisions, but um, they've not been as drastic as they may have been. Encouraging, yeah, and, and yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to Sean in a moment on the finance situation. But of course, we are about to enter Christmas, and it's a worrying time for a lot of people, isn't it? As we enter Christmas, and I'm guessing that a lot of your clients are trying to look after people into that period. Not that they don't all the time, but the last thing you're doing in November and December is, is laying people off, isn't it? Yes, that's right. And, and 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 maybe the change to the job retention scheme, job support scheme that's now been published that might well help employers put off the evil day you know january february i suspect will be harder but maybe they'll give this a go it'll depend very much on their own circumstances when do you see the crisis point because we all thought it'd be our end of october but now there just seems to be more support there do we see any date in, in time which is the crisis point or are we just taking it day by day I think taking it day by day, I think I, I think if there's going to be a crisis point, it's going to be early in the new year. That could be inflamed by a lack of a deal on Brexit, maybe. That might have a big impact, uh, in certainly in certain sectors, you know, the car manufacture and the things that rely on uh, assembly plants and what have you. I, I, yeah, I can imagine that that would be a disruptive and damaging on top of what is a very difficult situation with the pandemic. So yeah, you know, mid, mid-January onwards will be a big issue. I think uh, I think a lot of employers, if they can afford to hang on and ride it out, uh, will continue to do so until after Christmas. But then if there's any end to an artificial situation, it's going to be then, I would think. And have you seen any rising clients in a particular sector at the moment from yourself or any you know, advice going to a certain sector, obviously events, but anything else at the moment? I'm, I'm relieved to say that most, most of my clients um, spread across a lot of sectors are reasonably okay. Manufacturing continues, um, metal fabricating and areas like domiciliary care and uh, care homes and things continue to be busy. Some companies are reporting in a record turnover in, in recent months. Very much depends on the sector. I'm not seeing any any real pattern apart from the obvious uh, the obvious decimation of hospitality and events. That's understandable. 
but I've not I've not seen much else. We we're quite busy with redundancies in in August and into September, but actually that's calmed down. I think uh, a lot of that's been done. To sum up, what do you tell your clients at the moment? Um, well, keep calm and soldier on. What, what can you do, Ben? You know, I think it's been a long year, and I think we're we're, we're all very jaded by the whole experience just got to keep carrying on a lot of businesses are doing just that and and as i said earlier you know some are doing remarkably well not not just given the circumstances you know some are just doing remarkably well it, it, it varies from sector to sector and even those that are doing very well have have still had people on furlough right up to now the, the worry is for them is that they're I suspect in many cases there'll be people who are less experienced, less uh, well qualified, uh, often therefore younger. We will see some more blood on the carpet and with redundancies in those areas, but that that hasn't necessarily impacted on the overall success of businesses. I just think it's it, it's just it's going to be individual personal difficulty and hardship. So I hope that we see a good uptake on schemes such as Kickstart coming through having put in myself for one actually but uh, it, it's all a bit slow at the moment but, it, but it's it's early days i just think we need to clarify though you're not applying for the kickstart scheme yourself because it's 16 to 20 no i'm a little long in the tooth now for myself <laughs> yes, however sean finances <laughs> on the finance side where have you seen the squeeze at the moment and where are you seeing the uptake on some of these the thing is it's a very mixed picture it's a bit it's, it's a bit like covid really with it being all over the place geographically. It's, it's it's bad in some areas, not so bad in others. I think I think I think it's similar in terms of its impact on business. So, you know, my manufacturing clients seem pretty happy at the moment. That you know things are not bad. They're, obviously, they're not back to normal. But they're not they're not yeah. really bad. But then, anyone in the events industry, the hospitality industry, obviously, is, is is having a problem at the moment more than others. I, th- I think I think the ones that have got left out really badly is. is the events industry you know particularly if you're a supplier to the events industry because you you're just not really getting any help i know one of my clients is seriously thinking about just cocooning the business completely for the time being because you just can't can't survive with with what he's getting yeah. at the moment but generally you know it's 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 not too bad you know people are just getting on with it so i mean obviously people aren't doing as well as they were but people are managing to get through generally but certain industries i think yeah They've had to make the changes they made in the last few days because otherwise I think there would have been a, a whole raft of people losing their jobs before Christmas. And then they've also put some grants in as well to help with fixed costs. Again, that's that's very much towards the, the hospitality industry. If, if you sort of have to close your premises, you know, you'll get a bit caught with that. But but it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mixed picture. And then, uh, you know, on the other hand, I've got a few clients who are looking to take advantage of these schemes to take on new people. So... You know, it's not all bad news, but it, it it is very mixed. But I think the overall message is that, you know, the economy is not back to where it was and it's going to be some time before it is. And, and of course, the difficulty is now, I know, Alistair, our next podcast is on a legal update. But the problem is that legal update could only be, be relevant for a very short time currently because things are changing. Well, things are, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You see the you see the political wrangling and the, the scrapping with the likes of Andy Burnham. You know, you see separate... Settlements being done with South Yorkshire and other areas are entering lockdown, increased lockdown restrictions now. Another six million or so people have entered tighter restrictions from today. 
So, you know, Wales, six o'clock tonight. Each area is differing, isn't it? And, uh, and what might be available in one area Obviously, the 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 the, uh, the job support scheme is national, but there are local variations of other sorts of business grants that might be available for certain sectors that are affected the most, such as hospitality and things. So that's going to take some working out. It's it's hard to react too quickly enough at the moment. And of course, as well, Sean, we're about to try and look forward to the November financial statement. It's is there any need for one, or or are we just going mm. off what happens day by day? I mean, if if he does plan for this financial statement he's announced in November, how long is he going to be relevant for? I don't think he knows what to do, to be honest. I mean, obviously, he originally had a full budget organised for November and then he sort of pulled yeah. it. And I guess it wasn't really the right time to do it because there's so much uncertainty about what was going to happen. He couldn't really come up with a, with a proper strategy. And I, I guess we're still in that situation now, really. I, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to have a full picture on this until into the new year. I mean, it's like these, you know, the job support scheme, for instance, you know, they're running that for potentially six months from, from November. So that's going to take as well into next year while that's still up and around. And they obviously feel that's going to be needed. So there's a lot to think about. And I think he's, he's in a very difficult situation. I mean, he, he's having to spend an awful lot of money and obviously at some point there's got to be a reckoning on that. Uh, but nobody at the moment wants to hear about tax increases. So... <laughs> I think he'll, he'll he'll lay off on that probably as long as he can get away with it because um, it might be the final straw for some people. And as Alistair said, you know, earlier, you know, even if people are keeping the job, the fact of the matter is with these schemes, you know, they, they are losing a, a fair proportion of their normal income. It's not easy to survive on that. You know, I mean, some people, it's, it's not a problem to lose 20, 30 percent of your income. For other people, it's, it's the difference between paying the electricity bill and not paying the electricity bill. But how much can they do? Can they really afford to pay any more? Because... We're all going to end up paying for it in the end. So it's, it's a horrible situation. It really is. As always, you do need experts around you. So please do contact Alistair at Human Results and Sean at Copia Wealth and Tax for the expert advice that you need during this period. Gents, thank you for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And as always, Thanks, stay ben. safe. Yes. Thank you. thank you, Ben. Thank, thank you all. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Bye.